You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lunid, and today it's an honor to introduce a very special guest to the show, Sasha Morozov. She is a former executive who holds a master's degree, get this, in social work, and is now the founder of Sasha X Home. So, When she is not chasing after her two sons, she now utilizes her clinical skills to coach women who are killing it at work, but sometimes feel like they are failing at home. Sometimes may feel like an imposter in your own home. We have been there. We know this feeling too, too well. So now we're going to have her tell us how to gain more time, declutter, and Get everything systemized so that we can have a peaceful life. She believes that working moms are exceptional human beings who are skilled, devoted, and unstoppable. And she is not lying. She has over 15 years of this, okay? So with no further ado, Sasha, welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you, Dr. Lou Mead. So nice to to be here. I'm so excited for our conversations. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really thrilled to have you on the show. I love a hero's journey. I know you've been in the exec, you've been executive for so long, you've been in corporate America and you made the transition. What led you to do that? Tell us about your why, your journey. Yes, absolutely. So look, I'll be transparent in the fact that I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones in mm-hmm. the fact that I had a career I really enjoyed. I worked in the nonprofit field, I was helping people, which is like at the core of who I am, you know? Yeah. And at the same time, I was doing great at work. And I was coming home and I felt like, okay, you know, this is how life is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. But at home, it felt heavy. It felt like I wasn't who exactly I thought I would be. I wasn't where exactly I thought I would be after all this time. So even though in the workplace, I'm like climbing the ladder, I'm like killing it at work. It's coming home and thinking like, is this all it's supposed to be? And guess what? Everyone around me was like, yeah, my weekends are booked solid. (laughs) <laughs> we just do kid activities. Maybe I have a date night one with my husband once in a blue moon. Maybe we do one week vacation a year, right? Wow. Yeah. And I'm like, come on, guys. There's no way that we are all working this hard and are this skilled and educated. All of this stuff that we're yeah. just settling for everything else at home. So for me, the tipping point really was when my relationship with my oldest son, which has got to a point of where it was just, it wasn't at a good place. And it was time for us to recognize that he had some challenges that we couldn't face alone. And Mm -hmm. when we sought the help, when we were able to start therapy, all of that stuff, it really illuminated how, even though I thought everything was fine under the surface, We needed more. We needed more connection. We needed better routines at home. We just needed to kind of come together more. And part of that, as I'm looking at him going through a transition, as I'm trying to transition and being a better parent, I was also saying to myself, wait a minute, if I'm telling him all this stuff, am I living it? Mm. And, you know, that's where I was like, I'm going to do this, not just for me. I'm going to do this for others, because I truly believe when you change, you can't go back. Right. You can't go back. You already know. When you know better, you do better. 
So that's really sure. when I transitioned into my own business. And now I'm, I'm so privileged. I get to work with women. I really enjoy and guide them along the way because I believe that I am here to create a community of women that are taking their lives to the next level at home. Yeah, that's fantastic. And it's true. There are women who feel like they're not doing enough at home and they're the kids relationship is at the sacrifice or the marriage, right? Because if you are a boss at work and you're killing it at work, something's got to give. And that's the mantra. That's what we're taught. But it doesn't have to be that way. As you so simply exemplified, it does not have to be that way. It doesn't have to be an if or. It could be an and. Mm-hmm. It can be that you are successful in both. You can be yeah. successful and you can let the guilt go at the yeah. same time as well. Because one of the things I see all the time is the fact that like women have this strong urge to believe that if they're successful in their careers, that they're choosing their career over their family. And I'm here to say no. You're actually doing the best thing you can for yourself. You're setting your family up for financial success because as as you move up, you obviously start to make more money as well. And yes, sometimes you won't be home. But guess what? In almost any other job, there will be times where you won't be home anyway (laughs) as well. So you might as well not be home doing something you enjoy and feeling fulfilled. So you definitely encourage stepping out, taking that leap of faith and doing something that you enjoy and love, right? Starting either at your own business, find something you enjoy doing and kind of invest that time and energy into it. I absolutely do. And at the same time, I want to be realistic, okay? I can sit here and say, oh, it's just so easy. Just go for it. We Mm -hmm. all know it's not that easy. So the biggest thing that I try to help women with any part of their life is the fact of being proactive. Okay, so if you're sitting there and you're just like, I hate my job. Okay, that's fine. That's where you're at. But do you hate your job enough to leave? Do you hate your job enough to try to put yourself out there? Are you okay with change? It's really getting at the root of where you're at, what you feel you're able to achieve, and what are the steps we can do in working together or by yourself that you can get there. Because Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that I see is you don't have to just like divorce your husband and go travel in Europe for a year, okay, to like find yourself, all right? I feel like that's also a fairy tale we've we've seen and like these huge life changes. What I'm saying is there's small steps that will get the ball rolling and that ball will get bigger and bigger and bigger. And at one point, you're going to look back and say, I don't even recognize that person. I'm so much happier on this side of things. If that leads to having your own business, amazing. If that leads to a different career, great. If that leads to you being at the exact same career in the exact same place, but instead prioritizing other things and being fulfilled by that, amazing. That's what works for you. That's that snowball effect you're referring to. Like it's going to compound, it's going to build, but you do have to assess where you are. You have to take that first um, analysis of assessment of where am I? Am I happy? And if not, be proactive. I like that you stay, you state that you have to actually put a plan in place before you take that leap. How do you help women make that transition? I know you have a four-step method, but um, enlighten us. Um, how can some people who are considering it are fearful as heck actually make that transition. 
Absolutely. So what I would say is it's really hard. I don't know why, but it's really hard for women to invest in themselves and invest in personal development. Mm -hmm. Think about it. If we were at work and you're at a manager level, director level, whatever level, and somebody said, here's a new course on how to be a better supervisor. Here's a new course on how to do whatever. Most of us would just do it. Right. Because we want to be a better version of ourselves at work and we have a boss and we want to look good and we want to da, 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 da. Why do we not invest in ourselves like that at home? Why is it when we come home, we put ourselves almost as an afterthought, mm-hmm. as if our self-care doesn't matter, as if our fulfillment, happiness, well-rested even doesn't matter. Why are we putting so many of other people's priorities ahead of ours? Why? It's like... Yes. Why? What is going on? And at the same time, it's bas- this is one of my like favorite analogies. It's like basically saying, you know what? I'm not going to go to the gym. It's like go- saying you're going to go to the gym when you're like 200 pounds overweight. You don't wait till you're 200 pounds overweight to start going to the gym. You notice, okay, you know what? Maybe things aren't exactly at the weight I want, right? And then like, maybe I should do a diet or maybe I should start the gym. Like your head, we all start turning. But then again, or if we relay that to our home life, it's like, well, it's not that bad. That's what I hear all the time. Well, it's not that bad. And I'm saying, if it's not that bad, that doesn't mean that you should just live with it. So let's get the ball rolling. It doesn't have to be that horrific for you to start paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. So that's where my four-step method really comes in is the self, the home, relationships, and habits. And in the self, it's really that exactly what I talked about right now is that self-exploration is really digging in about who is it that you want to be? What Mm -hmm. mom do you want to be that in 20 years, your kids say, my mom did X, Y, Z. Mm-hmm. What is it that what does it look like for you? What are your family priorities? What are your family priorities that you are are your non-negotiables? Mm-hmm. Is it that the kids are on a soccer team and you spend your weekends traveling across the state to cheer them on? Or are your mm-hmm. family priorities of travel and that the every time the kids have school break, you're in another country? There's so many different ways, but if you're not even clear on that. You can't take steps towards it. So that's really what self is about. Mm, that's true. Um, you can't, Zig Ziglar says, you can't hit a target you do not have, right? You cannot just shoot dart if you don't have a goal, if you don't have, get do that, that clarification to understand what is it that you want? What do you want to be? Yes. And that takes time, but it can get easily started with journaling. That's what I um, encourage me to say, start journaling, start jotting down some of the stuff that comes up. And then, I, as you said, picture yourself five, 10 years down the line. Where do you want to be? Who do you, what do you want to be wearing? Who do you want around you, right? <laughs> All these are critical questions to help you with the journal entry piece of it. I'm curious for, you know, women, we wear multiple hats. And one of the things that, I, I, that came to mind when you were talking earlier about why does it have to be horrific? Why do we put ourselves as a second thought? I mean, a lot of it stems from being programmed to be the caretaker, right? Where everyone else comes before us. The kids come before us from the minute that you're pregnant to the minute that they're 18 and beyond. You put them first, your husband and all that. It's it's hard to reprogram that deep-rooted subconscious belief, right? How do you help your women, the ones you work with, overcome that? 
Yes. So one of my biggest things is to obviously start small, but also focus on the positive. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like what we do a lot, especially just comparing it back to like losing weight, it's like, okay, I'm not going to eat chocolate anymore. I'm not going to have coffee anymore. I'm not going to, I'm going to go gluten-free. I'm going to do keto diet, like all of these restrictions almost. Instead, I want us to think about the positive. What are three things that you just enjoy? Is it reading a book? Is it going out to dinner with a girlfriend? What fills you up? Okay. And Mm -hmm. focusing on that, how can you incorporate more of that in your life? So not even taking the self-care of, well, you deserve to get a massage. You deserve a day at the spa. Okay, great. But like me, that's not a thing. That's, I would much rather spend a day outside either hiking or catching up with a girlfriend than hang out, get a massage at the spa. Everybody's different. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. What is it that you actually enjoy? Because when you start to incorporate more of the things that you enjoy in your life, guess what? You naturally start doing less of things you don't enjoy because you don't have time for it anymore. So self-care isn't just about the massages. Putting yourself first is not just about making sure you have, you know, the latest like bag or shoes or anything like that. True self-care is being fulfilled in different areas of your life and taking a look at whether it's social, whether it's emotional, spiritual, even whether it's work, whether it's home, there's so many ways, like what's the missing puzzle piece and what Mm -hmm. do you enjoy of that? How can you do more of it? I like that. And we're going to talk more about self-care because I I truly believe the morning routine is part of that ritual. It's part of that self-care that comes first and it gives you opportunity to put yourself But as you know, as mamas and entrepreneurs and bosses and executives, there's so many hats, so many hats that we have to wear, literally. So can someone really function with all those hats? Can they thrive in that space? What do you think? I think so. But here's the thing. I believe women can have it all, but it's going to look different than what you imagined it to be. So maybe you imagined it that you'd be this high powered CEO and have 10 kids at home and be the one that does everything. Okay. Maybe the reality is that you're a high powered CEO. You have 10 kids at home, but you have a nanny and or a chef or whoever that does some of that other stuff. There's just so many ways to look at it. So when we think about having it all, what I like to say about that work-life balance, you know, that's like such a hot topic. Yeah. What I like to say about it is really taking a look and thinking about it as a pendulum, okay? That swings back and forth. And one side is your responsibilities of home, and the other says your responsibilities of work. So what that means is guess what? Sometimes you're gonna your boss is gonna need you, your clients are gonna need you. There might be this like opportunity or sales or whatever, and you're gonna need to be there or some conference, whatever it looks like. Okay, you're gonna need to spend more time there. And I say, so what? That's when people come to me and say, oh my gosh, but I can't. I'm gonna be away for three days or this or that. And say, but your work needs you. That's a responsibility as well. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you're gonna be there. And guess what? Other times the kid's gonna get sick. You're gonna get sick. The daycare or school's gonna be closed, but you still have to work. Like, and then your home life is gonna need you. But when you look at it, instead of trying to equally balance it all, Instead, when you look at it as sometimes it's going to be one way, sometimes it's going to be the other, but eventually it'll come back to the middle. 
I promise you, you will eventually come back to the middle. So give yourself a break. So even if you're working on a big project, then maybe you would say, you know what? I'm working on a big project. But after, since I know I spent a little time here, I'm going to do something special with my family. Maybe I'll surprise my kid and go for ice cream. It doesn't have to be this huge, like, let's go to Disneyland. You know, it can be. And again, especially for kids, like it could be something super simple. Again, what works for you? Yeah, it's that quality time with kids. You got to be there emotionally um, with kids and they value that quite a bit. And so, as you said, it doesn't have to be huge. It doesn't have to be big, but just ensuring that you're listening. Now, with COVID, everybody's on top of each other, right? Parents are working from home. Kids are at home. Moms are now principals, the lunch lady and the teacher. <laughs> What's the one thing you wish working moms knew and kind of grasped and understood about working from home and the importance of making time for their family? Yes. One of the biggest things is give yourself a break. Honestly, this is not something you signed up. If you didn't sign up to be a homeschool parent and now you're a homeschool parent, give yourself the grace that it's not going to be the perfect homeschool parent. And that's okay. Give yourself the grace that maybe if you have a smaller child and they're like, play with me, mommy, play with me, mommy, but you have to work, that you have to work. Okay. So give yourself the grace because you didn't sign up for it. And two is that it's temporary. Okay. But I feel like sometimes we get bogged down and we think that like, oh my gosh, this is just the way it is. They're always going to be nagging. They're never going to be able to sit by themselves and do work or whatever it is. Right. But it's just the stage that you're in. And when you see that it's not a forever thing, then you're able to say, okay, well, what, what am I willing to let go of right now to make it? Because then I could always pick it up. So maybe before you're someone that like the kids had to make the beds, right? In the mornings, they have to make the beds. They have to have like a filling breakfast. And now everyone's just at home. And it's like, you're like nagging, like make the bed, make the bed. And it's like 10 a.m. And you're like, oh, get on school, get on Zoom, get on that. You know, what are you willing to let go? Right. Maybe making the bed and just like, okay, the only thing in the morning I need to make sure that if I'm going to nag about is going to be about making sure they're at school. Right. Like whatever it looks like for each household. But and then guess what? Maybe when they're back to their regular schedule at school, then because you're not nagging them back, getting to school, getting uh, getting on Zoom and you have more of that morning routine, then you can go back to being like, okay, well, now we're picking back up the making the bet. So when you think about it, that it's temporary, even if it's a really long temporary part and the things that you're willing to let go of, you don't have as many things to be in your head. I think what happens is so many times we just kind of spiral into a circle. Well, if they're home, then they should be just doing educational stuff all day since they're home. Like they can't just hang out, you know, or nap or this, but in reality, Come on, when we were growing up, I never had any structure, you know, (laughs) on a weekend. Like my parents worked a lot. My grandparents watched me, but they're not sitting there doing like extra math with me just to make sure that, you know, I'm top of the class. It's that if I want to go to my friend's house, I would just go to the neighborhood and hang out. Like, guys, give them some breathing room as well. (laughs) 
Yeah, no, that 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 makes sense. For and I although Sasha, I have to say, making the bed is part of the morning routine. Okay, it's your first accomplished task of the day, and if you can get that done, then you can. It kind of helps you breed more productivity throughout the day. So I want to hear about your morning routine. How do you get up, dress up, and show up? Yes. So one of the biggest things I feel like is a success to my morning routine is simplicity. Okay. Because I know other family, again, every family values different things. For me, it's just keeping the peace in the home. So Mm -hmm. I usually wake up, I usually have an alarm. I'm the first one up, but I'm only the first one up for like a few minutes. Mm -hmm. And then in my belief in Judaism, I say a morning prayer. And then after that, I wake up my son and he knows, he knows he has literally two choices for breakfast. That's it. There is none of the, oh, well, but I don't want, I'm like, well, you're going without breakfast then. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, for me, that's not a priority. It's like, these are the two things, you know, what you're going to get. I'm happy to make those, which is cereal with milk or oatmeal, because both are super simple and doesn't take a lot of time. Again, yeah. for me, keep it simple, keep it moving. So if he doesn't want one of those, I'm like, okay, get dressed. But it's because he's so used to the routine, he always, always eats it, never complains of like another choice. That doesn't, that, we don't even have conversations like that. We've just gone to a point of like, wakes up, then make sure that he's fed. He knows he needs to get dressed, brush teeth. That's when I'm either changing to kind of look semi-decent at drop-off. And then once I drop him off, I come back and then I start the routine with my younger one and get him off to school. And then I have time for myself. So instead of for me, it's like instead of trying to pack in, I need to make sure that like, and again, I'm fortunate enough where I work from home, right? So I have a little bit more of that flexibility. So instead of having the pressure on myself of like, I need to start work at nine. And that means I need to have had breakfast and I need to have this. I rather keep it simple and just know that my priority is making sure both of them get to school on time and they know that they're fed, they're um, dressed and they brush their teeth. The brushing teeth and getting dressed is the non-negotiables. The <laughs> eating, you know how I said, like, wh- where are you willing to let go is where I uh, give them the choice. And in terms of making the bed for us, my husband works late at night a lot of times. There's no way that when I get up, he sometimes makes fun of me. He's like, why are you trying to make the bed? I'm still here sleeping, you know? I'm still in it. Yes. So I don't even get the chance to make the bed until like, you know, much later because I'm already up for a few hours and yeah. by the time he gets up. But it is that is like a total running joke in my house. I'm always like trying to like make the bed because... I sleep like in one spot. He's like all over the place. And I'm like, hello, why do you need to mess up the bed so much? Come on. <laughs> what about your um, activities? Are you working out? Are you meditating? What are you in? Are you reading anything in the yes. morning? So in the morning for me, I feel like it's my most productive creativity time. Mm -hmm. So I try to do more tasks that are oriented around like writing, around things like that for my business versus like 
in taking information mm-hmm. in a way. And then my bedtime routines when I like journal and things like that. And then by a time, like for me, my that's like my peak energies in the morning. Yeah. So then things like reading, meditating, yoga, I actually do in the afternoon because that's when my body and my head are kind of like, all right, I've, I've already like done all this like task, work, work, work. That it, that's my like resting time, you know? So before I used to get like really tired in the afternoon. I'm like, I can't take a nap. I got to work. <laughs> so instead, it's like taking a walk around the block while listening to a podcast or, you know, listening to something else. Or I wish I had more time to read, but it's more audiobooks. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are on that. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. But to me, it's also about where's where do you have your peak energy? Like I mentioned earlier for my husband, it's nighttime. He's much better at night. And I'm like, you cannot talk to me past 8 p.m. Like, uh uh-uh. No way. Unless it's like something really silly. But if you want me to remember or have a conversation, morning time is the best. Yeah, uh, that's a lion, I think, characteristic trait. The early risers, most energy during the morning and then after six, they don't even know their name. That's me. I can't, I can't even fathom anything at that time. So yeah, that, that's really interesting. Thank you for sharing that. that. That's helpful. The morning routine for you starts the night before, it sounds like, right? You kind of de-escalate and then you gravitate and kind of get to sleep. And then you can get up and have the full energy that you need to hit the ground running with your two boys. And then with um, doing those, those time blocking, which are so crucial. Yes. And just simplicity. You know, it's really to me, it's like if I try to do too many things, I'm going to get overwhelmed. So I have like my work tasks. I have my like home tasks, but I don't even really get into all of that until much later in the day, because in the morning I'm like, okay, my priorities just get them out the door, you know, make sure everything is running smooth. And jump into my work like that's then I'm like flowing, you know, that's yeah, that's nice. Um, How can we connect with you? Where can we find you? Yes, absolutely. If you are a working mom, head on over to SashaXHome.com and download the five steps to coming home happy after work today. So you can start feeling a little bit lighter and brighter. And if you're on Facebook, I invite you to join my community and join my group where I do weekly lives. And that is called Moms Taking Their Lives to the Next Level at Home. Nice. Yeah, thank you for sharing. It's been an an honor having you on. Thank you again for coming on the show and sharing some insight on how to put yourself first and establish self-care so that you can show up for the family, you can show up at work and to start your own business. It's pretty phenomenal. Thanks again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Cool. Well, all right, morning enthusiasts. That's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.